1: Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and founder of Bricktownbuckets.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lothunderpod. Email the show, lothunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show for 362 7128. On today's show, brought to you by Locker Room. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week on Thursday at 11.15 a.m. Get in on the action locker room. It's changing the way we talk about sports. It's an audio-only hangout. It'll be exclusive to those of you who join. It will not be in podcast form. It's just an additional hangout before we ramp up into Thursday's trade deadline. And that will happen every single Thursday afternoon or late morning, depending on how you value the 11. 15, 11, 30, start time, central time. We'll see where we kind of end with the phrasing there. But on today's show, we're going to dive into the Thunder win over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mark Dignott's comments about Kenny Hustle, about Al Horford, about George Hill. We'll talk about SGA becoming a superstar right before our eyes, round up some loose notes and preview the week ahead. But right now, let's do the game overview the way we always do. So in this game, the Thunder tried their best yet again. They sat the four starters. They sat Al Horford. They sat Lou Dort. They sat Darius Baisley. They sat George Hill. They sat jo- uh, Josh Hall. They rolled out a starting five of SGA Tailmouth, on Alexei Boczewski, Isaiah Roby, and Moses Brown to go up against Carl Anthony Towns. And yet, they won the game. The most interesting thing, though, happened prior to the game, and it was whenever Mark Degnot met with those of us in the media, and he was asked some very interesting questions. Let's lead off with the Kenny Hustle question and the Kenny Hustle answer. We do need some context. So before this question from Barry Trammell, he asked the question of evaluating players. So this Kenny Hustle portion is a follow-up to his original question. His original question was, is it harder to evaluate players now that the Thunder are no longer in a playoff chase rather than what they have been in years past? And Mark did not bat an eye at that phrasing. I think that's very important to note that whenever Barry put it out there that this team is no longer in playoff contention or in a playoff race, Mark just carried on like a like business as usual. He took no umbrage with the way that Barry phrased that question. And that's par for the course with the way that the Thunder have talked this entire season. Now, this is what... Perk the interest of Thunder fans when they read it on Twitter, uh, whenever myself and I'm, I'm sure others put the same quotes out there about what Mark said about Kenny Hustle. I want to play you the full context of the of the question leading into Kenny Hustle and every word that Mark said. Because it is hard to try to cram everything into a couple of tweets. That's why I made it a Twitter thread and not just one single tweet. But here's the entire interaction about Kenny Hustle.
0: Um, one reason I ask is, And this isn't necessarily a young player, Kenrich. When I see Kenrich Williams play, I think, you know, the Thunder, when Durant was here or Paul George was here, and you know they're battling for one of the best records in the West. A guy like Kenrich Williams could really help them. Is that can can that be transposed in that way? I mean, or or does the environment matter? I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah, I I think Kenrich Williams could have definitely helped. You know really any team he's on you know and that's been kind of his track record uh in his life you know and and certainly that's on full display this year um I'm happy for him that he's got the opportunity this year to prove that um we can't take a ton of credit for that because uh right from training camp you know as soon as he kind of got here where there was a lot of blank slates out there a lot of new players that we didn't know uh and we were just kind of observing and and allowing them to kind of reveal themselves to us and he made it very clear very early with his play um, that he does a lot of winning things out there. And, and he is an intangible player um, that it brings a lot of toughness and intelligence uh, to the team uh, and aggressiveness to the team without stepping on, you know, anybody on the team's toes with his style of play. You know, he can just fit in with really anybody out there. You know, his versatility is just jumps out at you. So um, I don't think that is based on, you know, Where the team is in the standings. I think he's just a player that, you know, would help any team he's on at any time. um, And that's on full display right now.
1: As you can tell by that quote, it obviously created some interest around Thunder Twitter. It sounds as though Mark Damon is trying to sell you on Kenny Hustle. And I've said it before, especially on yesterday's podcast, about how Isaiah Roby and the age of Kenny Hustle makes him expendable on Thursday's deadline. And Kenny Hustle was a big part of why he won this game. Your bench unit puts out 46 points and Kenny Hustle was right in the thick of things. So if you truly do want to uh, go down that path of tanking, as the organization has, like the organization organization every single step has tried to make this team worse since the bubble ended last year, you mix that with what Woj said a week ago that teams are calling Sam Presti about Kenny Hustle. With what Mark just said, it just kind of all kind of came to a point on Thunder Twitter, that the writing seems to be on the wall about Kenny House being dealt. Look, I'm not sure if it's actually going to happen, but it absolutely could happen, and that's the big deal here. In fact, if, if I had to predict, the more I, I think about the situation, the more that uh, we hear from everyone involved, it just seems like a natural fit for him to be dealt on Thursday. And so that's why we're, we're keeping such a close eye on... Thursday's deadline, I have a whole trade deadline primer up at BricktownBuckets.com if you want to go read the in-depth notes about every player. But it's something to, to watch for closely, but I want to give the entire context of that because it did kind of blow up on Twitter of the speculation running wild. For right, right, Rightfully so, because it does sound like Mark's just trying to sell anyone who will listen on Kenny Hustle. I also want to play this clip about Al Horford and the whole rest strategy behind the Al Horford situation.
0: Well, the decisions aren't happening, you know, at the last minute. They're being announced at the last minute. But, um, you know, we're looking at the schedule in totality. Those conversations are with Al. It's a collaborative process with a lot of different voices, and it's just at the end of the day, a prioritization of, you know, keeping him healthy and fresh and playing at a high level, uh, like we've said before. And a lot of it's a response to the aggressiveness of the schedule and the information that we learned in the first half of the season with him.
1: So when the news came out that Al Horford's going to rest in this game, yet another game he rests. He has not played since March 18th, and it just felt like some funny business. It felt like maybe Sam Presti is getting calls about Al Horford and doesn't want to jeopardize that. And now Horford's played in three games, four games since the All-Star break. The line about many different voices are involved in the decision says a lot about what the motivation is from the front office. And I, and I say that because this, is, this reasoning of... You know, we look ahead at the second half schedule, how aggressive that second half schedule is. That would make sense if you are resting him now to play him more later. So unless later on, he's going to start playing on the second night of a back-to-back or start playing all three games in four nights, right? Whenever you have that kind of stretch of a three-game, four-night situation. Unless he's going to start playing in all those you're not really doing anything. You're just sitting him for additional games for no real reason. The the preparation point of it for the upcoming schedule would have to be because you're going to play him more than you are now, not because you're going to continue this play him one day, rest him the next day type of thing. So I just don't understand the preparation. What are they preparing for? They've had an unbelievable amount of off days to start this all-star break, you know, start the second half of the season. What are they preparing for? Because unless it's to play him more, then the reasoning behind sitting him out both nights of back to back and not having him play since last Wednesday don't make a ton of sense other than it makes the team worse and it does not put him in way in harm's way for an injury before the trade deadline i still think that's too hard of a contract to move in season but it's something to watch for after we're seeing him sit repeatedly and repeatedly and repeatedly now george hill was doing some work before the game allowed a lot of cast on they asked mark about you know, if he's going to be day-to-day now, since since he's now working out without a cast on, Mark still says he's not day-to-day and was really just kind of giving off the impression that George Hill's not going to return to the Thunder. Like He's not going to play before Thursday, and we all know he's going to be dealt by Thursday. If you didn't already know that, that's the update on George Hill. We typically do not dive into the pregame media availability, but I thought today's was particularly interesting with those two topics of Kenny Hustle and Al Horford. Coming up, let's talk about SGA turning into a budding superstar, Ty Jerome, and some other notes from this contest. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Locker Room. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news and trade rumors. Be sure to join me this week on Locker Room at 11.15 a.m. Central Time. I'll be hosting a room this week, again, Thursday, 11.15, before the trade deadline, to just hang out and talk trade rumors, talk about what we expect to happen before that 2 p.m. deadline, talk about all of it on Locker Room. So go download the app Locker Room right now. Currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter account, join the NBA, MLB, NHL, NBA room, whichever one that you love for the greatest and latest league updates. Follow me at rylan_styles underscore styles to be notified every single time that my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss any of it. I'm planning to be live this week again, Thursday at 11, at 11 15 a.m. Cannot wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the thunder and we'll see you there. Locker room is changing the way we talk about sports. Again, follow me on locker room at Ryland underscore styles. That's at R Y L A N underscore S T I L A S. This will happen every single week on Thursday at 11, 15 or 11, 30. Follow me on Twitter. Same username at Ryland underscore styles to get notified every single time I go live, as well as on locker room. It makes it a lot easier. I also want to tell you about your friends over at RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right. 20 years ago, you couldn't even use the internet properly. You didn't know how to use your your email. You had to call someone younger than you to figure it out. Every time your phone would ring, all of a sudden, kaboom, the internet blows up and doesn't work anymore. It was a mess. It was a total disaster. But you could have been going to RockAuto.com and finding all the parts your car would ever need. My favorite part about rockout.com is that I do not know anything about cars and their website is so easy to navigate. It means I don't have to know anything about cars. All I have to do is put my make my model, my year into their database. And they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way I'm not wasting parts on cars. I don't need parts that I do not use. So go there right now, rockout.com. Tell them locked on you and the, how did you hear about Spox? And then what to do from there. Rockout.com amazing selection, reliably low prices. Listen to Locked On Today, the podcast that gets you more of the sport news you need in less time with the new Locked On Today podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski. Follow Locked On Today podcast anywhere you get your podcast from, including the radio.com app. We are back on Locked On Thunder, the daily podcast by the Oklahoma City Thunder. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. I'm Ryland Stiles. Follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. Right now, I want to talk about SGA. And I think it's, it's appropriate to have the conversation about SGA being a budding superstar. Now, let's not get carried away here with this game against the Timberwolves. It is what it is. He played the Timberwolves. But it's important to look at the fact that no matter what Oklahoma City has done to him, he's always rose to the challenge. He's always drugged the team to a win. That's something that not a lot of players can say. Look, Carl Anthony Downs is a good player, but he was matched up today against Most Brown, Alexei Pokashevsky, Ty Jerome, Kenny Hustle, and he couldn't get a win. SGA took that group and beat Carl Anthony Towns with Anthony Edwards on the floor. And the Thunder, and in SGA's career, we've mentioned this before, he has had no stability, right? He, he's cycled through three head coaches in three years. He's gone through three different teams at three different stages in their team build all three years. He's changed positions. He's done it all. And at every turn, with every piece of adversity, he comes out a winner. He comes out ahead. He surpasses expectations. So why can't he be that number one? Why can't he be that superstar? Why can't he be the top option on your team? Because he's certainly carrying this team. You can be the biggest Thunder homer in the entire world. Objectively, as an NBA viewer, you cannot argue that Pokashevsky, Roby Brown, Maldon, Jerome, Makai Luke, Williams, Jackson, are top NBA talent. In fact, there's only a handful of those guys who are going to be long-lasting NBA contributors. Just contributors. Not all-stars, not starting-level players, just contributors. And yet, Shea Kildas-Alexander takes this team, produces 112 points, and gets a win. And yet, with no other scoring options around him, he puts up 31 points on 47% shooting from the floor, 66% from beyond the arc. He gets four assists, three rebounds. And he's not even getting superstar calls yet and still getting to the line at an above average clip. And then this game gets to the line six times and he still finds ways to score. 31 points in this contest. He was one of the few players who were a positive in the plus minus. Again, plus minus numbers on individual games, not very indicative of anything, but still it matters a little bit. SGA has been nothing short of incredible. And why can't he be that number one option? Why limit him to being that number two? I've said since May that at worst, he's your number two. Like That's at worst, he's your number two option. But at this point, it seems like he's going to be a number one. It seems like he's going to be the guy. And that puts a lot of pressure on Sam Presti and this organization to get this draft right, to figure out a way to get that next star next to him. Because while he can be your number one option, he can't do it alone. He needs a running mate, and Tail Malvon's nice, and Poku's nice, and they can be immense and big parts of this future. But they're not going to be the superstar that you need in in a league where you need superstars to win. At least not in the true immediate future. Maybe four or five years down the line, Poku can be a superstar. But you have to think that SGA is not standing still, right? His his age isn't standing still. His contract situation is not standing still. He'll be five years down the line, and then once once Poga becomes that superstar, then you're just now growing together in that growing phase. You have to get this draft right. But SGA is doing a lot of good this year to prove he can be that number one option. You have to sit back and and think to yourself, when watching SGA do what he's doing this year, when watching Mark Dagon do what he, what, what he does this year, and you have to think what happens when these players are upgraded. Again, be the biggest homer you want to. Be the biggest Thunder homer you want to. Objectively speaking, there's no world in which there's not an upgrade to Poku or Roby or Brown from this starting lineup. There are upgrades from Sfi and Kenny Hustle and Justin Jackson. There's a reason why these guys have bounced around. Because there are upgrades to them. And when SGA gets those upgrades, you have to wonder what the next evolution of his game is going to be. And if there's a step up from this, which I've said that there will be because he will gain stability. He'll get to play for the same coach two consecutive years next year whenever he's back with Mark Dignon. Just the sheer nature of locking in Tail Maladon, locking in Darius Baisley, locking in Poku, locking in these guys, the very nature of doing that provides him more roster continuity than what he's used to in his entire NBA career. All those things will factor into him getting even better at age 22, age 23 years old next year. And SGA is becoming a superstar right before your eyes. And I know that it sounds blasphemy to give a 22-year-old that title already, and he still has to do it consistently. He still has to do it more. But the trajectory in which he's on is that of a top 15 player, that of a superstar caliber player moving forward. That's the pathway for him. We'll see if he gets there. But by God, he's got a chance to. And it's going to be a lot of fun. In this game, he does what is becoming typical. The step-back threes. The jaw-dropping finishes at the rim. Getting through traffic to get to the lane. That's becoming typical for him. And we talk about how free throws elevate your scoring output when you start giving SGA these superstar calls cuz there's a lot of there's a lot of 50-50 calls that can go his way once he gets that respect later on in his career the sky is the limit for SGA and i've been saying at worst he's number 2 but it, it certainly seems like he's going to trend towards that number 1 option which really impacts your rebuild he, he is he's just good it doesn't matter what you throw at him it doesn't matter what lineup you try to put at him. You can give him the lineup that the Thunder should have when, when all is healthy. You know Him and George Hill and Darius Baisley and Lou Dorton and Horford. You can give him that lineup. You can give him a two-way player against what's widely considered the, one of the best big men in the NBA, and he'll go out there and thrive just the same. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable what he's doing so far. It is really time to consider the fact that SGA is number one and a superstar. As everyone else gets a ton of love and a ton of hype, and that hype is, is just now coming around the Shay, and he deserves it. He really, really does. And you deserve to go to betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sport action. Football might be over with the NBA, college basketball, NHL in full swing. But online even has awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props almost anything you can imagine. But online has you covered for the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets. And it's free to sign up. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device today, sign up, receive that 50% welcome bonus to your first deposit when you use our promo code On. That's BetOnline.ag, promo code On, 50% welcome bonus to your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook book experts. We just cashed in again today on the bet of the day with the Oklahoma City Thunder. We bet on all the Thunder games. You can too. BetOnline.ag, promo code LOCKEDON, 50% welcome bonus to your first deposit. Go there right now, and we'll tell you later on how we cashed in on the better of the day for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Right now, I want to tell you your friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is an amazing protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Listen, it's March Madness. The, the, the tournament is going crazy on the actual ncaa side of things why not join another tournament and go to the march madness built bar challenge bracket crowning the very best built bar and what flavor is the best today's matchup is between chocolate brownie crunch and lemon almond cheesecake I have to go with the chocolate brownie crunch in this one. It's a low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for the keto diet, just like every other Built Bar. Built Bars are incredible. Vote for your very favorite at BuiltBar.com or Bar underscore Built on Twitter. Remember to use promo promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15, 15% 15 off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the very best tasting protein bar. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA draft. With the On NBA Draft Podcast, scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow the Lockdown NBA Draft Podcast wherever you get your podcast from. I, I want to talk right now about Ty Jerome, and-, and Ty Jerome is what this year is all about. It's what this season is all about. He's the one player left standing from that CP3 trade for good reason. He is this panning for gold season. He is what you're looking for. He's what you're exploring this roster for. It's finding guys like Ty's Jerome on team-friendly, controllable deals who can provide such value like he did today when he's scoring five threes off the bench, going five for five from beyond the arc, 15 points. He also chips in six assists, four rebounds. He's whizzing the ball around. He only has one turnover. He is an incredible, incredible bench piece and he is going to be here for the long haul. And so Ty Jerome is owed a ton of credit for what he is able to do this year. And it's part of why Kenny Hustle becomes expendable because you're going to have a roster crunch. You're going to need to bring in your draft picks next year and mix that with the locks on this team already, with SGA, Tao, and so on and so forth. If you add Jerome to that, if you add Roby to that, there are going to be guys who have to get left off that list and trading Kenny Hustle, can do can can make that easier, the roster crunch easier, and his value will never be higher. And he's such a great player and a great player for any contending team, as Mark said, that honestly, Kenny Hustle deserves to be on the contending team. He deserves to be on the championship team. And it can help him out in the future and and allow him to show his skill set on the biggest stages. I want to wrap this up with some notes around this game. Poku looked a lot more comfortable this game. Besides that behind the back pass that was completely unnecessary. Other than that, he looks really, really good. And I think that even that behind-the-back pass is showing you how comfortable he looks and showing you the confidence he has in himself. Uh, Moses Brown is getting a ton better defensively. I mean, I mean he's wrestling away rebounds from Carlin Towns. He, he's mixing it up down there with 17 rebounds. He scores just four points, but was really active on the glass. 12 defensive rebounds, ending possessions, and then five offensive rebounds. He was really good a steal three blocks in this one including erasing what would have been an Anthony Edwards poster. We've seen Anthony Edwards annihilate people so far this year. So that's really impressive. And uh, the biggest thing is, He's learning how to play defense more. He's he's learning how to be better defensively. In this game, he only picks up three fouls. And there were games early on after the bubble where he's picking up six fouls, five fouls, four fouls. You know, he's getting that number down slowly but surely. And that's a very good sign that he's adapting. He's learning the NBA game. He's getting it's slowing down from a bit defensively. That's really good for Moses Brown. And the floor for him is Boba on the floor for him is a contributing player, and we'll see what the ceiling is for him. I don't think it's as high as people are just going crazy for, like he's not going to be this, this dying in the ref starting center, at least not yet, uh, but he can be a contender and a, contender, a contributor. And I think he will be a contributor. And, and that's really good considering you got him on a two-way contract and, and you have the ability to convert your third straight two-way deal without four starters on a team that on paper is not the best three-point shooting team. You had your season high, in three-pointers made, even without some really good shooters like George Hill, like Al Horford, you nailed 21 three-point shots. 21 of them on 56% efficiency. That's really a good night for your offense. The schedule pickup, the Thunder beat the Rockets and the Timberwolves. Let's relax a bit. Let's not change the big picture around this organization. They continue to be just this kind of middling team. They go 500 on the road trip and have not separated themselves from one way of thinking or the other. And the the general manager and the team has told you repeatedly who they are and what they're trying to accomplish this year. So let's just give it until Thursday and see what happens on the deadline. But as we continue to say, no matter what happens, to this point, the Thunder have tried to tank. Like the Thunder have actively tried to get worse and be a bad ball club. But just as you can try to compete and try to win a championship and not be good enough, you can try to build a bad team and do it poorly. And the Thunder have done it poorly. They have not gotten the aging veterans who will not care and will ignore play calls and will will do the things you need to do to lose 20 straight, like in Houston. They've gotten young, hungry players who are fighting for their NBA lives. Think about the amount of players on this roster who are fighting for the NBA life. They're not going to roll over. They're going to be this great teammate, this attentive player, this player who wants to get better and improve themselves, this player who is being put in great situations by Mark Dagnon to be successful, right? The Thunder have tried to tank in every move they've made since the bubble makes them worse on paper, but in actuality, these guys are really good, and these guys are are just giving so much more effort than anyone else on the floor is, and they're resulting in wins. So there, there, there is no debate on the intent, the debate is not on the intent of this team or Sam Presti or this organization. But the debate can be with the skill set of each individual player, but not the intent of what the Thunder wanted to do. The better-the-day outcome, I had Oklahoma City plus four and a half. That obviously cashes in again. And then I had SGA as a money ball prediction, and he drills home four threes. But it's not good enough because Ty Jerome has to go five for five from beyond the arc. So I lose the money ball, but I do gain the bet of the day. The MVP of this contest really deserves, it deserves to be the entire bench unit, but I will give it to SGA because he did um, an amazing job carrying this team. On tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about the trade deadline. We're going to talk about the power rankings. We're going to talk about Stockwatch because we won't have time for that on Friday. We'll be recapping the trade deadline. We're going to have the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. So get me your nominees for the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week on Locked on Thunder Podcast on Twitter at Ryland_Styles, underscore styles. And also, we're going to have a very, very important conversation at the top of the show. So tune in tomorrow, tune in every single day to the Locked on Thunder podcast anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe, again, anywhere you get your podcasts from. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland_Styles. Follow me on Locker Room, Ryland_Styles. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder.